This episode of the NASCAR Betting Preview Show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we could at least give you a fighting chance. Atlashair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Tuning in there as well, and everybody listening uh, live via the stream on the NASCAR Betting Preview Show Twitter account, welcome as well. Very excited for tonight uh, as the series, you know, Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup all head to Homestead Miami Speedway uh, for what is expected to be a great race uh, with all three series there. Uh, you know, it's been a while since the trucks, and I'm excited to talk to Phil a little bit later here on the NASCAR Betting Preview Show podcast uh, as well about trucks. Uh, but to hear, you know, what the guys have to say tonight across all series. So the NASCAR Betting Preview Show is presented by Atlas Hair. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances. So get started today at atlashair.com. Use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. That's atlashair.com, A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. And again, can't thank everybody over at In Between Media Enough for uh, powering the broadcast on the YouTube side of things. Thank you, Seth. Thank you to your team. Uh, it's been a great start uh, over the last eight weeks or so of us doing it on that platform. So again, thanks everybody for showing support there. Make sure you subscribe and like. It helps them out uh, vastly as well as they're continuing to grow their platform as well. Uh, you know, can't wait, like I said, to talk to Phil and Mark and then our guest here this evening. And Phil, you know, you dropped your podcast here this morning. The Phillies are in the playoffs. I know you're trying to do uh, a lot of different things on that end. So uh, first and foremost, you know, good the Phillies are doing well. How are you doing? And uh, are you excited for this week? How, how can I not be, Derek? Um I'm just fired up in a bunch of different ways to just, mm-hmm. I'm not used to like so many uh, good things in my like sports fandom going right uh, around okay. the same time. So like, I don't know what to do with myself this weekend. We got uh, the Phillies, obviously in the LCS uh, off to a good start. I got Penn state playing Ohio state. Um, that's going to be True. like crazy. Um, and then we've got, the NASCAR season winding down and um, it's just like super excitement there too, to to try to finish the season off strong. So um, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a a good weekend all around, hopefully. And uh, we'll keep the momentum going. Yeah, I agree. I I don't see why we should stop now. So looking forward to uh, uh, talking with you tonight, hearing uh, what you have to say. Uh, And again, Phil has the full tank with Phil podcast. So go check him out as well. Mark Harris, a.k.a. Skybox NASCAR, host of Lane Coin Pod, host of Through the Gears podcast. Mark, we're coming down to the Sunshine State. How are you? Come on down, baby. Don't be afraid to stay a little while. I'm a little bummed I won't be down there, but um yeah man homestead's a great place to be i know a couple guys are going down there have fun 
uh, drink a bunch of cold beers for me. Uh, looking forward to it. Definitely one of my favorite favorite tracks to bet. Uh, definitely my favorite track to live bet. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three or four laps on tires makes a difference here, and that that's what makes it fun. And uh, I think the comp track discussion this week is going to be a big one. I'm going to get into it a little bit, and I know there's some some varying uh, aspect, various ways you can look at it this week. So I took a little bit of a couple different ways to look at it. Uh, from a comp track perspective, but I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully we can see some passing, see some guys rip the wall and uh, coming off back to back outrights, which I haven't said in maybe at all this year. So feeling good. Uh, newest fan of the fighting Phillies. I mean, the fightings and uh, Phil, I, I feel you, buddy. My my sports teams are always terrible. I always root for the underdog NASCAR driver. I'm a Jags fan. I mean, come on. It's been abysmal for 15 years. So uh, ready to wrap the season up well and uh, and go to Homestead. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I am as well. It's uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and I think uh, all three series, you know, uh, trucks and Xfinity on Saturday, then couple on Sunday, it is going to be a lot of fun to watch. So this week we are joined uh, by a very special guest, Chris Wormy. Uh, you've heard Chris on the Stay Green podcast with Todd Furman. He hosts the pre race poll every Sunday during the NASCAR season. He's a professional sports better, Chris. Thanks for uh, joining us. I feel like this is one of a couple shows for you. Everybody's trying to pick that brain of yours as we go to Homestead this week. Yeah, I love this track. Anytime you have fall off and like longevity comers and goers, it's uh, it's great for for prediction. Now, it doesn't mean it's not still a, a perfect science, but man, I I love it. So I'm excited to uh, yeah have a discussion. I agree. We will have some discussions for sure. So it'll be a lot of fun. Appreciate you uh, joining us here tonight. And uh, for anybody that's new listening over the next hour, uh, we'll probably get out of here uh, at nine, if not slightly before. Uh, We're going to go over a couple things. Rapid fire. We're going to go over some track facts. We're going to go over the odds board championship uh, playoff thoughts as well. Uh, Some finishing positions, outright pricing and more. Uh, This is going to be the hashtag. Forever 400. Um, they're honoring Kevin Harvick this weekend at Homestead. Stage one will be 80 laps. Stage two will be 85 laps. That final stage run to the finish on Sunday will be 102 laps. Practice and qualifying will be Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. So, Chris, for you, uh, it's going to be a little early one, uh, you know, in your neck of the woods there. Uh, some track trends in history. Toyota has won two of the last four Homestead races, including four of the last six and five of the last eight, eight of the last 10 winners have come from the starting top five. So uh, we'll be interested to see what happens at the end of day Sunday. And if that trend continues, uh, those stats were uh, via Eric underscore race review on Twitter. So make sure you support him as well. Uh, Gentlemen, let's jump right into some of the rapid fire element. Then we'll get into some of the betting talk. Uh, Phil, I want to start with you, you know, young money uh, scored a win here on Sunday and just want to get your thoughts here. Uh, you know, what's your outlook for him? And is he the favorite going to Phoenix in your opinion? Young money. Who, who young is money. Young money. Kyle Larson. Larson? You're not heard- Stop that. Get the hell out of here. You don't know. I've never heard anybody call him. Young Come money. on. You never heard You're that? serious. <laughs> I am serious. Yeah. That's a Are you living under a rock? <laughs> Point me into the direction of, of something that refers to him as young money. I've never heard that. When I okay, hear young money, I probably, think of Will Wayne. Um, you're, gonna embar- you're embarrassing yourself right now, Phil. <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself. This is good. Uh, Lil Wayne like is young money in my eyes. Um, so 
yeah, I mean, like, is he? Did you say is he the favorite at Phoenix? I was. Uh, I mean, yeah, Kyle Larson is he the favorite in your opinion? Uh, heading into Phoenix, 100%. everybody talks about that first win of the playoffs in this round. Is he your favorite? Well, without knowing who else is in there, um, yeah, and, and so <laughs> you point. you have to give the edge. I mean, we saw it last week or last year with Logano. Those guys had that time to prepare and they executed when they got to Phoenix. So, um, I mean, I don't necessarily know off the top of my head, Larson's statistics at Phoenix and, and how good he is and how uh, not good he is, but to have that extra time, I think we've seen it. There's precedent set there that he's, um, you know, it, it helps. So yeah. And the odds board would reflect that obviously. Um, so I'm, I have to imagine it just feels like Larson, just kind of showing up at the right times. And uh, we were talking beforehand listening to you guys talk how he got a little lucky. Um, it just, the best drivers show up at the right times and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens at Phoenix. But I, I think, how could you not? I mean, one of the best drivers in the world and he'll be racing for a championship of four drivers. He's the favorite. I'm going to start working in some uh, little Wayne songs, knowing that you are a little Wayne fan, uh, apparently. So who is going to start uh, true. Yeah. Who is it? Who among us is not a little Wayne fan? Um, how about Mark? I'm going to kick it over to you. You'll like this question. Uh, Trevor Bain in the number 25 truck this weekend, your thoughts. Yeah. Why you got to do this to me? Um, I, I think it's the having Chandler Smith and then Trevor Bain in this truck is just ridiculous. Uh, I mean, why would you, they had to, there had to have been some sort of bad blood between Matt and the team for him to be, out the last three races i think that's quite ridiculous that they filled the spots with chandler smith and trevor bain i can't i can't imagine trevor bain is now a chevy driver i get it with chandler smith maybe they're gonna you know try something new the last three races put someone in the truck that's gonna be in the truck next year i don't know what's going on um you know chandler smith had a good run at talladega and we'll see what trevor bain can do i hope to god he shits down his leg um i hope he has a clean race i hope he finishes 29th and uh, three laps down. So that's how I, I hope it goes. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't believe you even directed that question towards me. Uh, this is rapid fire. I want to get your hot takes. Uh, worm for you. Uh, curious what your thoughts are here. So Reddick is six to one to win this weekend in some spots. He's also 14 to one to win the championship. Which of the two is a better play in your, in your uh, estimation? I think if you're going to play, if you're going to play one alone, I would take, Yeah. isn't there some, there's some 20 to one, I think, on Reddick to win the championship. I would I would go there. Uh, if it's 16 to one, you probably have to split your bets, in my opinion. Um, okay. You, you can't. It, it also depends on where you're sitting in championship futures, right? So I have Larson locked in, and I already have some Reddick at 25 to one. But if he looks good after practice and qualifying, I would still wait till then because very rarely do books adjust okay championship odds after practice and qualifying so you know we're kind of seeing around the corner a little bit uh when it comes to you know the the championship futures if after we look at practice and qualifying so i i like both um but if i had to choose one that 20 to 1 price i feel like is still really good if you think he has a chance to win the race yeah, uh, you can find 20 to 1 out there. Love that. Uh, we were just talking about 25 to 1 What before the playoffs uh, really officially started. So 
there's still 20 to one out there. Uh, not too bad. Phil, I'm going to kick it over to you next. Outlook on young Ryan Blaney for the remainder of the playoffs. <laughs> oh, man. I, you kicked this one to me because I, I think I'm like the, the only person in America like holding out hope that he somehow puts it together. But I don't awesome. think it looks good. Um, it looks pretty bleak. Um, you know, seems like this weekend – you know, scoring a top 10 would be legitimate, but top 10s aren't going to get you into Phoenix when you're, you know, 17 points down. So um, I don't think that he's going, you know, pretty much going to be a win and you're in situation going into Martinsville. And um, I think that's always a tough situation to be in really tough. So uh, I think that he'll probably finish, you know, seventh in the points yet again. I think that's his highest that he's ever finished in the championship points. So uh I don't have faith. I've got a future on them, and uh, that's about it. But it's just about to be ripped up, I think. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are, because there are some diehard Blaney um, you know, fans out there looking for some information. Mark, for you, better finish on Sunday, John Hunter Nemechek or Eric Jones? Uh, I have to go Eric Jones. Um He's had some rough finishes on the last two mile and a half, 30th and 28th, but his speed uh, has been there 15th at, oh, I just lost it. Um, anyways, he, he had a great car at Texas, could have won the race. Um, what are we going to see out of John Hunter? Is Are we going to see the Carson Hosevar, like top 15, top 20 speed, or are we going to see the Noah Gragson, uh, dog shit. I'm going to take the Eric Jones, um, more seat time. I know John Hunter ha ran this race a year ago in the 23 or 45, whichever one Bubba Wallace was traded to and then suspended from yada, yada. Um, he's going to be, you know, I, I think John Hunter is going to struggle this week. And I think Eric Jones is going to have uh, a better runs. High tire wear Darling uh, Darlington is a place that Eric Jones is really good at. And he also had a 15th place NLD speed at Nashville uh, and a seventh at Darlington, too. So, um, you know, for a comp track discussion, we'll get into it when we talk about feature matchups. But I love Eric Jones on a high tire wear. OK, so Eric Jones, you're saying over John Hunter, John Hunter in the 42 car uh, this weekend at, on Sunday. Worm for you, uh, you know, look across multiple series, uh, go as far as you want to go. But who, in your opinion, is the next Kyle Larson? Carson Hosevar. There it is. I think he has the highest potential upside of any driver. Um, you know, I don't want to say like since Kyle Larson. I just think, you know, I thought Gregson was a really talented driver. And when he wasn't able to get much done at Legacy, along with Eric Jones, I was like, ooh, maybe it's a Legacy mm -hmm. problem. Well, as soon as Carson Hosevar stepped in that car, it went fast. And it went faster than it went faster. And when he was in Spire stuff, I mean, he's just fast. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe him. He's just, if you want your equipment to go fast, put Carson Hosevar in it. Now, you might get some erratic finishes. I think he might have a high beta, meaning he, he might have some great finishes and then some mm -hmm. terrible finishes. But ultimately, if you want to figure out if your shit is fast, put Carson Hosevar in it because he'll, he'll figure out a way to make it go fast. I like that. All right. I like that answer. Uh, I can get behind that. Uh, Phil, for you, better finish on Sunday, Chastain or Truex Jr.? Well, real quick, I just want to point out we did a, a draft, if you remember, Derek, on the Flag Hunting Podcast. Remember. And do you remember who I, I gave remember. my lifetime contract to in that draft? Oh, Kosovar. Kosovar. And um, just wanted to, you know, 
just bring that back up. If Chris is listening out there, maybe we should get a clip of that sent around. <laughs> um, so we're talking about Ross or Truex. I'm going with Ross yeah. Chastain. I'm going to be talking about Ross in a little bit. I think there's um, some more upside. Okay. I, I'm I'm starting to um, not really feel Truex that much anymore. Um, and I'm going to get into why I think Ross is uh, just has some some upside later when we get into one of these segments. But um, Truex. I don't know. I had a lot of hope for him going into Las Vegas. Um, and, and really like for the last few weeks, just kind of thinking like, when's he going to turn around? When's he going to turn around? Um, he's running out of time and, you know, gave away some points and now he's right mm-hmm. on the bubble. Um, just, you know, we'll, uh, we'll go with Ross to answer your question. I like that. Okay. So Chastain, uh, over Truex in your opinion this weekend and, and Mark for you, uh, driver to watch that most are sleeping on is who? going into Sunday I don't know if people are sleeping on him but he's not a playoff driver so I'm gonna go with Brad Keselowski this week and uh I am all over Brad I'm gonna talk about him all night this tonight all week this week he's 20 to 1 uh yeah I mean he's the only if he was still in the playoffs the number will be different it's the same discussion about Bubba Wallace last week with the top 10, we were one a spot away, I guess now two spots away. Then we were one spot and then two spots. Um, hey, Brad Keselowski. Uh, I think he runs well okay. this week. He's had some great stats uh, that we'll get into, but um, haven't heard his name yet. It's early in the week. It's early, but uh, I guess we'll call him a sleeper. That's why I said who are most uh, people sleeping on. And you're saying Brad K. Worm, close us out here. Monday morning headline reads what? Ooh, Monday morning headline. Um, God, Reddick punches radio. ticket. Oh, Reddick punches this. Reddick punches ticket. All right, so kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about hey, maybe grab uh, if you want to kind of do a one ticket that twenty five. Did you say 25 to one's out there or did I see that in the chat? No, there's okay. So I looked it up 20 to one at Superbook in Vegas. And that's where I get a lot of my stuff. There's that's where a lot of the, the prices originate across all books. So whenever I'm talking about a price it usually originates there um, and they take decent limits ish. Yeah. Uh, so well, yeah. Well, Reddick, man. Can't believe I okay. just said that, but yeah, that's that. That's good. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, we we can transition then from there. So uh, you're saying Reddick punches his ticket. Uh, interesting thing about Reddick as well. I think it's in three races at Homestead for him uh, because now obviously the series goes there once a year, and and there were times where they weren't going there. But uh, he has. Let's see. What is it? Two finishes inside the top five, and we remember the like one of the first years he was running. Backed off, thought the last lap was one to go and was thanking his crew and Blaney, I think it was, right, Phil, in front of him. That was just just took off and the crew's yelling at him, "Uh, buddy, you know, this isn't the last lap. So, uh, Phil, I'm going to kick it to you. Let's get into some of these uh, plays here now going into the weekend. And uh, when we look at the head-to-head standpoint, where have you been able to find an edge in that market? Well, um, I've got – I'm usually like a a matchup maniac. Uh Um, Uh Uh-huh. And this week on the podcast, uh, I only put out one play because I feel like this market is like razor thin. Um, anxious to hear what the other guys have to say about it. Um, but the matchup that I found, I, I took it when it was minus 115 apiece. Now it's minus 135 for Kevin Harvick over Joey Logano. Um, and I still like it. Um, so 
the just to kind of level set and what Mark was saying earlier about like comps, um, the the stats that I'm ripping off here. I'm looking at the last five uh, at Homestead. We're looking at three, just zeroing in on the three high tire wear tracks uh, that we've been to, Darlington twice and, and Auto Club, and then the the nine total like uh, aggregate comp tracks with the mile and a half mixed in there as well. And I didn't, I didn't expect to play Harvick this week. Um, I was looking actually for someone to play on like a, a top 10 number and Harvick kept like jumping out to me uh, when I was looking through all of those different metrics and was just like, damn, you know, I don't know if I trust them to finish in the top 10 this weekend, but how else can I play them and mm-hmm. found this matchup? Like I said, it was minus 115 at the time, but um, really enjoy what I was seeing here because he seemed to be like top five everywhere, like everywhere that I was looking here. Uh, last five at Homestead, he's got three top fives and four top tens. He's fifth in average finish, fourth in driver rating. And then you say to yourself, well, this year he's dog shit, right? Like Stuart Haas is down. Looking at these contracts, he's fourth in average finish on the high tire wear tracks, 8.7, and that's including a second at Darlington. Nine comps with the mile and a half mixed in, two top fives, four top tens, and he's nine for nine finishing in the top 20. He's on, only two drivers can say that. And I find that interesting when we get into these head to heads because, mm-hmm. yeah, we're lowering the bar a bit to finish top 20, but only two guys have done it Mark's guy, Kozlowski, and Harvick. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty interesting to me. And then second best average finish in that uh, comp track area, 10.0. Then you look at Joey, and I don't know if it's just like history or whatever, but I, I feel like, yeah, Logano at Homestead, I, I have pictures of him obviously winning the championship, but um, since the championship moved from Homestead, he's been dog shit. Uh, I think two finishes outside the top 20, one was like an 18th place mm-hmm. finish. Um, so that right there, and and his best finish on the high tire tracks this year is 10th, uh, 15.7 on the nine comp tracks, total speed ranking is eight spots below Harvick. Like all these things are just like, damn, you know, this seems like a, a good matchup here for Harvick. Then you got the fact that the race is named after him. Um, so it's just a lot of things coming together here. And that's why when you're looking at the other matchups, I can't find like edges like that. In this case, mm-hmm. it feels like everything's pointing me to Harvick. So that's the way I'm rolling in this one. Yeah, a couple of things that I'm seeing here uh, on YouTube and for anybody listening on YouTube, make sure you keep uh, hitting us with some of those comments and questions uh, for everybody on X as well. Make sure you do the same so we can get to everything uh, here. But, uh, you know, Big Ross is asking here, you know, Harvick at plus money. Is that steal? That's stealing in his opinion. What do you think? Well, sorry, I muted myself, but um, okay. yeah, I mean, I, stealing money. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the fact that it's plus money is great. You know, because especially what we've seen recently in that top 10 market, it, it's been kind of uh, tough sledding for, for getting plus money. Um, I don't know. I, I That's why I kind of migrated. Like I said, I was originally looking to play him in a top yeah. 10. But the fact that I've seen him kind of slip up, you know, more recently, his speed's kind of like dwindling down. If you look at like the length of the season um, on these comps. So it was just like, hmm. I'll just rather take him to beat one other driver mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, we'll see how it plays out. Cause if he finishes top 10, I, I think he wins the matchup. So, um, yeah. but we'll, we'll see how the weekend unfolds. And our guy, uh, Ian is saying, you know, plus four seventy five for Harvick as a top forward. Uh, is that worth the play? 
Ooh, I have not dug into like the top Ford. I mean, I think we're going to talk about Kozlowski mm-hmm. quite a bit. So I'll leave that to, to Mark. And, and the fact okay. that Blaney's like hunting for, for positions, um, yeah. for points. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I would take that. Okay. All right, Mark, I want to kick it over to you when it look, when we're looking at the head to head market, you know, Phil just talked about how Harvick over Logano is the side he's going. What about you in this market? I'm also going with another Ford. Um, okay. and I want to talk about contracts though, for a second, I, I, I have kind of this segregated look at it kind of like Phil does. I have the high tire wares, which includes Homestead from last year, auto mm-hmm. club, Dover, both Darlington's and Nashville. That's one little group. Then I have all the 1.5s, which Phil was talking about, kind of grouped into them. And then the last three playoff speedways, um, courtesy of Big Perm, he got me onto that. So I'm going to be kind of all over the place tonight with the stats and the contracts, but um, I feel like there was edges that I could find in, in you know, high tire wear, which I, I'm elevating high tire wear tracks a little bit more than the other two. Um so let's get into it. I'm doing Brad minus 125 or Bubba Wallace. That is on bet 365. Brad is fifth in Highline's model. And when I say that he might be slept on earlier, uh, maybe just the books are sleeping on him. I don't know if I, I would imagine uh, it sounded like Phil was on him too. I think a lot, a couple other guys are on him. I know Zach with Highline is also on him. Um, but Bubba is 11th in Highline's model. Last year at home, said Brad finished fifth with a fifth place NLD speed ranking. Bubba did not race. Uh, if we look at those three comp tracks in the playoffs, actually, there's four if you include Darlington with the high tire wear. Brad has a better speed ranking in three of the four, also has a better finish in three of the four. The only time Bubba got Brad was at Texas. Um, and I thought this was, was interesting. Bubba Wallace has a fifth and a seventh at both Darlington's this year. Brad Keselowski has him beat both times with a fourth and a sixth. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Bubba Wallace has never finished in the top 10 at Homestead. He has a best finish of 13th back in 2020. He's also failed to not score a single stage point here at Homestead. So I don't know if it's the high tire thing. I think it is. I think Bubba Wallace is much better on the hold it wide open or hold it 80% to wide open mile and a half than the high tire wears. Now, he does have some good finishes at Darlington, but that's why I wanted to say Brad Keselowski has bettered him at both Darlington races, even though Bubba has run extremely well. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep taking this RFK momentum, this RFK speed. Uh, the books have him at 20, 22 to 1 outright, and we'll talk about that later. Um, but I'm going to save some of the stats that I got going for because I'm going to talk about Brad a few more times tonight. But um, the gist of this matchup is I think Brad is better at high tire wear. I think RFK has brought good setups to high tire wear tracks, including Homestead last year. And I think Bubba, I don't want to say he struggles at high tire wear, but he's anywhere from a 10th to 15th place car instead of, you know, a third to seventh place car at some of the low tire wear, uh, speedways we go to. So mm-hmm. give me Brad in this one. And, and what was that price? One more time. It was a minus minus one twenty five on bet three sixty five. Okay. Okay, thank you. Uh, Worm, I'm going to kick it over to you, let you close out this market. Uh, where have you found an edge when looking at the head-to-head market specifically? Well, at this point in the week, I've only played one bet. So I don't okay. want people to think that when I give uh, a lean or something that I think that I've actually played it. So um, right now, I think that Reddick is a little undervalued in matchups. And I think that you could look at a guy like Denny Hamlin and and say that Reddick has an edge there. If Reddick gets the high line going 
he will he's second best and it's not even like a close second best so I think that what Reddick needs to avoid, so I, I'm looking at Denny Hamlin minus one, or excuse me, Tyler Reddick minus 20, 120 against Denny Hamlin. Uh, the reason I, I like that is if you look at just the the recent speed in those cars, I thought that Denny Hamlin's going to be a lot faster last week. And you could say the mm-hmm. same thing about Tyler Reddick, but let's go back a couple of weeks and we go to Kansas where um, Tyler Reddick wins. Go back to Darlington where... Uh, Tyler Reddick, a, a, I would say a, a very similar comp track along with um, with Auto Club. Tyler Reddick finishes second. So I think that Tyler Reddick has just had more speed in his race car towards the this latter half of the year that he had last year at this time. And if that's the case and he can stay out of trouble, which is going to be an issue with, by, by the way, both drivers like to find trouble in the 11 team and that the 45 team. I still think that Tyler Reddick is clearly the second best car, if not the first best car this week. And so my lean would be um, Tyler Reddick minus 120 over Denny Hamlin. Yeah, it's one thing that you said. They they typically have some type of issues uh, at times. Hamlin on pit road and for Reddick, it's been coming on or coming off pit road because of his team not having a tire uh, on tight or something. But that team has shown a lot of speed. That 45 is going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, and and Hamlin's numbers here uh, are also very good. But like you said, the 45 is a very, very, very close second uh, right now to the five. So let's go to the finishing position uh, props. And Mark, I'm going to let you kick this off. Where have you been able to find a betting edge when it comes to this market? I agree that Denny Hamlin has had issues. Uh, self-inflicted wounds, uh, fastest car, and doesn't finish races. We could say that uh-huh. about a few different guys this year. But I'm going Denny Hamlin top five for my prop, plus 120 on bed 365. I think he's plus 110 at most places. Um, but he's he's top three in every stat that I'm about to rattle off. And if – I just think this is a recipe for success. You know, when we think of Homestead, we don't necessarily think of Denny Hamlin. Uh, His worst finish in the last 10 Homestead races is 12th. That's a lot of races uh, for Denny Hamlin to not have something go wrong. He's led a bunch of laps here. But we don't necessarily think of Denny Hamlin when we come to Homestead. But he's second in Highline's model. He's first in win the races. Uh, He's second in comp track. Speed ranking, second average finish over the last three comp tracks this year in the playoffs. Second behind none other than Mr. Brad Keselowski himself. Uh, of the entirety of the comp tracks, the nine tracks that Phil was talking about, he's first in average running position. Uh, he finished seventh at Homestead last year. In the last five Homestead races, he's third in average running position and also third in average finish. So, I love Denny Hamlin, top five at plus money. Don't necessarily love him outright. I would rather go with Reddick um, and maybe a little Chevy plus 110. We'll talk about that here in a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm looking at uh, you know future plays. But um, anyway, love me some Denny Hamlin, top five. Anything even money and better. I, I, I jumped on him at even money. I, don't have, I actually don't have bet 365 available this week, uh, but I would still take him even money or better. But hey, so let's just say I I agree with you that Denny will probably be top five. That's how tight these markets are, is we're looking at a guy that I think is going to run first or second versus a guy that I think is going to run fifth. So that's why you're paying a little bit of a premium. So it's okay to like to like Denny Hamlin in a top five at a plus payout and still like Tyler Reddick at minus 120, because I do think that the five 
and the 45 do set themselves apart, if they do get that high line going, mm-hmm. that's something that Denny can't do. But I also think that Denny will run top five. So that's how close we're talking. These margins are in tight numbers. So and when, this is also something we talked about before the show is it's harder and harder later in the season because the books have more information. Odds makers have more information. And that's how tight uh, this series has gotten, especially at the top. One more thing, Derek. Um, what you said, Chris, about if you know Larson or Reddick or whoever can get the high line rolling, they have the setup in the car and they get it rolling. I don't care what you do on the bottom three to four lanes; you are not going to catch either one of these guys. So if they keep it off the wall. They have the setup. They start ripping the wall. They have the long run car. Uh, I don't care if Denny Hamlin is the best car by you know five car links entering the corner on the bottom these guys on the top are, are just going to roll by them so it is it's an interesting conversation you know are we gonna do you put weight and emphasis on the guys that rip the wall uh or you know are you just looking at at all sorts of you know high tire wear speed chris i'm gonna kick it back to you i was gonna give you the floor next anyway so uh when we look at the, the uh finishing position market where have you found an opportunity this weekend for the people Man, I'm going to agree with Mark. I really like this Brad Keselowski top 10. Um, He last week, I think he exceeded expectations. He didn't look that great in practice. The one thing Brad does a really good job of is maintaining his track position. If you look back at last week, he actually lost positions on the first run. So I thought, well, this, you know, I had some matchups against him. I'm like, great. Brad didn't move up. Well, Brad was able to steal some track position and then mix it up with the leaders for the rest of the day. Yeah. If you take that along with his ability to manage tires, and last year we would all we can all agree that RFK is not anywhere near where they are this year. If you were to take that that same um, car from last year, add a little mm-hmm. bit more speed that RFK has seen this year, and I think you have a top three run and in <laughs> maybe a second place car. I don't think anyone was a first place car, or maybe a Truex is pretty good at. at as the the second best car but you could make a case that brad was arguably the third best car and i think that they have to have some momentum brad needs a win he's going to be really aggressive i don't think he's out there uh you know trying to run second so i don't think you can necessarily steal track position but even if brad starts you know in 20th i certainly think he can work his way back up through the field yeah, so Brad Keselowski, like you said, uh, a number of us were uh, fading Brad last week, and clean air is king, and track position is as well, and they were able to uh, master that. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Holt RFK team does. And, and you, we were talking, like you said, before the show, uh, even when Chris Busher, what, 2021, when RFK was pretty much shit, they still came out, or he did anyways, and they scored a top 10 uh, or near a top five, I believe. Uh, is what we talked about. So it'll be really interesting to see as this team continues to progress and they keep adding more and more people to that company, uh, how they will be. Phil, I'm going to let you close this out. Uh, where have you found a betting opportunity this week in the feature or the uh, finishing position market? Yeah. Um, no, I'm just fired up because I, I like what both of our, uh, my, my guests, panelists here, my co-panelists here have uh, said I'm, I'm, on, I'm on their side on those bets. Um I'm going to call out one that I uh, was kind of surprised to see the odds um, there. It was minus 115. I, I just checked uh, the book. I took it on with Caesars. Now it's minus 120. Um, Kyle Bush for a top 10. And um, I, I, I don't know with the top 10 markets when they come out, like we're seeing 
minus 450 or whatever for Larson. I kind of just like skim to the like uh, equator essentially mm-hmm. and uh, try to see what I can get. And I, I kind of just assumed Kyle was like further up the board and minus 115 and now minus 20, you know, definitely shop it around. My, my site that I uh, get the best odds are where they're at is not working at the moment. So I can't give you the best number, but uh, last five races at Homestead, he's the only driver to finish in the top 10, all five times, hundred percent hit rate at that racetrack, which I don't know. I don't really think of Kyle necessarily at Homestead. Maybe that's just me, but um, 6.0 average finish. That's second in that time span. And then uh, auto club and the two Darlingtons. This is, I'm going off of the iFantasy race uh, direct comps. Uh, you know, I know Mark, you mentioned a couple other high tire wear tracks, which is good. I liked hearing that. I'm going to kind of run with that the rest of the week. But um, for my stats, looking at this year, those three high tire wear tracks, the direct comps, he's 6.3 average finish, two for three hitting a top 10, second in drive rating. And then when you loop in the rest of the mile and a half, fourth in total speed, he finished third last week at Vegas, uh, finished a bad finish, I think, at Kansas, but he was running like seventh. It was a mechanical issue, I, I think I remember. Um, so, this is a driver. He's out of the playoffs, kind of like out of sight, out of mind, I guess. But I, I like everything that I'm seeing here. And to get him, you know, that minus 115 number or anything around that, I feel like is um, pretty solid for Kyle Busch. So we'll we'll roll with that and see how he makes out and practice qualifying. Yeah, so uh, like you said, Kyle Busch minus 120 right now, top 10. Mark, you touched on Denny Hamlin, top five at plus 120. And then Worm, you were talking about Brad Keselowski, and there was some Brad K. Love uh, coming from Mark as well, top 10, minus 110. Let's look at the outright market now. And, uh, you know, Phil, I want to kick it back to you here. You know, when we look at the outright market, where have you been able to find an edge? So I talked on the podcast. I, w- I was trying to think of like how to play the outrights i've been a little uh lackluster in the outright department had a win like a couple weeks back um but for this week i was really just saying you know what i i want to wait a little bit i want to hear what everybody's kind of putting out there but the the one bet that i did throw out there was um ross chastain at 16 to 1 um I, i feel like earlier in the week you need somebody like further down understand he's not racing for a championship um, but looking at the stats, it, it kind of, you know, spoke to me a little bit because I, I feel like we might be able to beat the market a little bit here. Um, so doesn't have a great career at Homestead, obviously for the reasons that we all know, uh, and, and the cars that he was driving, but he finished second last year in this race and he started 20th in that race. And, hmm. um, you know, he, he was running the top 15, 90%, 98% of the race. I mean, he was like quickly moving through the field last year. Um, and then you go to the 2023 season, you know, definitely a, a little bit of a letdown from last year, but the high tire wears uh, or the three uh, comp tracks on high tire wears, Darlington's and um, auto club, uh, his average finish is, you know, seventh, 12.3 bits. Cause he had a, a rough finish at one of the Darlington races. The other races are third and fifth. Uh, he's first in driver rating at those racetracks, so pretty solid. And he's led the second most average laps, uh, second to Denny Hamlin. Then you bring in the mile and a halfs, five top fives, seven top 15s. Um, you know, it just seems like if you're looking for somebody like a little bit further down the road, uh, he could be that guy. Fourth in driver mm-hmm. rating with all the mile and a halfs and six in total speed. 
And um, the reason why I think we might be able to get a little bit of a, a jump on it, 16 to one is because as far as his starting positions concern on these nine tracks that we're looking at here, he's only finished or excuse me, only started outside the top 10 twice. So, hmm. you know, clearly he unloads well, or has, has proven that um, and, and he's got speed. So it, it seems like on race day, he might be going off uh, a little bit shorter than, than 16 to one. Okay. So you like uh, Ross Chastain. Uh, you like that number there. Uh, how about you, uh, Mark? What, what's a number? What's a driver that you found uh, that you really like here midweek? I have probably the most unfun outright this week. So I'm going to give my unfun one that I'm going to give a little bit of a fun one. So um, a couple weeks ago, big perm and I were talking what do you think Larson opens up at Homestead? And it's like, yeah, three. Nah, no way it's three. It's got to be like, you know, three and a half, four to one. Well, not only did we not get four to one, but we also got Kyle Larson already locked in to the championship four. So as time has gone on, I've, I've faded more and more away from Kyle Larson from betting him at that 275 if you're lucky to find a three out there. But I, I, I don't mind a, a Chevy to win plus 110. So you can rattle off okay. all you want about Kyle Larson. Everybody loves Kyle Larson. That's fine. I still love him too, just not sub 3 to 1. But when you when you bring in Byron and you bring in Chastain that Phil was talking about and you bring in Kyle Busch, those guys have a chance to win this race. Now, Byron ahead of the other two, hands down, Byron and Larson for that matter. Um but if you're if you are so so gung-ho on Kyle Larson this week, just dip down and take Chevy. You, you pick up Byron as well. Both of those guys have been so lights out, especially in the first half of the season. Uh, but both of these guys have just been unbelievable on high tire wears, mile and a half, it, it, any track that we've gone to. So uh, that is my that is my sales pitch to take Chevy this week at plus 110. I don't think there's a better number out there. But if you want to get a little bit more fun, we're going with Brad Keselowski, 20 to 1. Uh, shocking. I know I have made both of these bets. Actually, I did not put a ton on Brad Keselowski outright. It's tough to bet a non-playoff driver on a playoff track on a, a playoff oval. Um, uh, but I, you know, I, we, we've rattled off a bunch of stats about him. He's got the, the best average finish in the three comp tracks in the playoffs, Kansas, Texas, and Vegas. Uh, if you bring in the high tire wears, he's third in average speed ranking over the course of the year, his worst NLD speed ranking is 10th mm -hmm. on those nine comp tracks. So um, I, I, you know, I love the top 10 bet that Chris was talking about. I, I don't mind a 20 to one. I don't think it's going to hit. I don't think it's going to win, um, but it's a little fun, little outright. I, I definitely have much more on a plus 110 Chevy. Um, but once again, if you're thinking about betting Larson, if you love Larson, if you haven't bet him yet, if you've already bet him, you got to stick with it. If you haven't bet him yet, seriously, think about Chevy plus 110. Okay, so I, I, I like that. I can get behind that uh, for sure. And, uh, Worm, what about you? Anything that the guys said or anything from a number perspective you found um, that would help educate the people uh, as they're looking at the odds board? The only one that I actually considered playing was uh, Brad K. You know, at this point in the week, it's not about picking a winner. It's about predicting where the market's going to go. And I can't see anyone playing Kyle Larson at plus 250 and beating the market. I mean, you could, he would have to look really good in practice and qualifying, but he looks really good in practice and qualifying every week. So I can't imagine that price is going to go down at all. So uh, I, I, I would shy away from Larson. I, I think that the Chevy is a good call. 
you're throwing in a guy like Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman. I'm not saying that those guys have a great chance to win, but Chase has nothing to lose. He gets it around there. He had a chance to win in 2020 until I think him and Kyle had a little bit of a brush up. And that's when we got the middle finger from, uh, from Chase. So I I like, I do like the, the Brad K, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see where Reddick's price is going to go. You know, he typically practices pretty well uh, and and can qualify well also, but it's going to be hard. You can't have two guys sub five, right? Like, you know, cause then what's, cause then, then you're not beating the market on anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. then if you have two guys sub five, well, you can just, you can just tear up that Keselowski ticket. Cause that 20 to one Keselowski ticket is going to be 30 to one just because the most of the hold is going to come with, um, you know, those two guys out front. So I think you have to take long shots here. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people invested in, in Reddick, which I, I think is very fair, but if you think that Reddick's high line ability is going to win, then you're still going to have to beat Larson who has a better high line ability. So I would, I would just agree with Mark on this and say that um, Kozlowski is probably the best price on the board at that 20 to one. You know, one thing that we were talking about before the uh, show started, uh, and I just want to kind of get you your thoughts on it, because I know everybody, a lot of people are thinking about it. I know we talked about it, uh, but the fact that Larson doesn't have any pressure, right? He's He doesn't have that pressure of, I need to get a win. Uh, one, is that a real thing? We know every driver wants to go out and obviously win the race, and pressure is uh, a real thing for every driver. But how does that play in differently with a guy that won in Larson, who's kind of maybe looking that team's looking ahead a little bit more uh, versus some of the other drivers? Is that a real thing in your opinion, or is that just smoke in our eyes? Well, he didn't have any pressure last year, and he beat the field down. Uh, so I don't know. Sure. Does I, he? He's never really had pressure at Homestead, I don't think. When he won the championship, it was in the spring. So I don't know. I. <laughs> I know that he wants to win there, but he's wanted to win there a lot and he hasn't always been the best car. So, or he's always been the best car, but he hasn't won. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's been multiple times when he's been the, led the most laps and had the most fastest laps and he can clip the wall. I mean, that wall can come out and get you. Now these cars are a little bit more durable than cars in the past. So I just think he's going to push and he's going to try to win the race. I, I don't know that it helps him or hurt him. Hurts him. Okay. I think he's going to try to win no matter what. Now the other thing too is, what happens if Larson's leading, and you have Chris Busher in second place? Okay. If I'm Kyle Larson, I'm pulling the fuck over, and I'm letting Chris Busher punch a ticket to Ooh. Phoenix. So like, I don't know. Does that play? Does that play a, a role? You know who I don't want to see at Phoenix? I don't want to see Reddick. I don't want to see Blaine. I do not want to see Blaney at Phoenix if I'm yeah. if I'm Kyle Larson. So Kyle Larson kind of control the race. He can oop, accidentally hit the wall. I got a tire going down. And the next thing you know, you got Chris Busher punching a ticket instead of potentially Denny Hamlin or Tyler Reddick. So I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's going to happen. But if I'm Larson and there's someone in second place that can eat up a spot, I don't know. I'm, I am, I'm having an issue and, and I'm, and I'm coming down pit road. I got a tire going down <laughs> and Chris Busher is going to win the race. Uh, yeah, you got I, don't, I mean, who else don't want to see William Byron. If you're Larson, right. you right. don't want to see Byron. You don't want to see Truex. I don't think Denny's that good at Phoenix. 
Yeah, I was going to say he probably wouldn't mind Denny. I don't think he minds Denny. I don't think he minds Bell. I think Tyler Reddick would be a problem. I think Ryan Blaney would be a problem. So I think if you have if you have Bell, Busher, <laughs> or Hamlin behind you, I think you pull it over. <laughs> That's what I do. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, this is getting a lot of comments in the, uh, the comment <laughs> section here on uh, YouTube. That would uh, for sure. That would create like the best rivalry ever going forward. Like you're, you're just like spitting on the guy's face. You like, are exactly. I, you and fucking I would, suck. And it would be awesome if you <laughs> I did want it. you there. <laughs> you, That'd be best. You want to? You want to really piss off Denny Hamlin? It would be like I ain't afraid of you. Oh, I know. Like, I awesome. want you. I'm afraid of someone else. Uh, yeah. All you gotta do is say you got a tire going down. That, I don't know. I think that's one, uh, he's got an itch. Yeah, yeah. He's got an itch. <laughs> he's got an itch. That would be funny if it, Fox was covering it and Boyer yeah, had would. to talk about that. <laughs> would, um, Fox would have to cover something for it to be even on Fox, um, because they just stay home and they're not even doing the uh, truck practice on Friday. So I'm gonna be around the track with my phone trying to get. Uh, some type of video for everybody, uh, whatever I can. But it'll be interesting uh, to see what happens, especially with that, like you said, with that five team. Uh, but even to that point, then we'll move on here. If something like that would happen, you know, Denny Hamlin on his podcast is going to be like, uh, I'm going to do this live and you're going to see the SMT data and you're going to see uh, synced up with the the uh, scanner audio and all that. So uh, let's do this. Let's move into uh, the last segment here. Uh, and, and Chris, I'm going to let you kick this off. When we look at every single market, and there's a lot of different markets available to many in different states, different opportunities, uh, what's something that you found of a betting edge? And what's maybe, you know, even in t- on top of that, what's a market that you look for of, hey, when we go to a high tire wear track, mile and a half, here's where you kind of target, um, you know, a, a certain position. Well, I did. The only bet I've actually made is Austin Dillon top 10 at six to one. Um, that's the only bet that I've actually put my own money on. Um, but can I give you an Austin you... Dillon fact? Can I give you an Austin Dillon fact first? Sure. Uh, because this was said on the uh, Twitter spaces uh, by I'm going to find it. Uh, but Austin Dillon. OK, Rev, I, I see you here. Austin Dillon has seven straight top 12s at Homestead. Seven straight. You're going to give me six to one top 10. I, I know he hasn't been running as good this year. Like I get it, but I'm not getting even money. I'm not even getting two to one or four to one. You know, it's six to one. I think it's moved a little bit since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but have you guys seen Xfinity odds come out yet? No. Okay. I have. Okay. Uh, would you think that is Dale Jr. better at Homestead oh. or Bristol? I'm going to say Bristol. I don't know. Is he? I'm asking. Oh, um, I'm not I don't sure. know. I, mean, I thought he was really good so running the high line and tire wear. I think if anything that Dale Jr. has been really good at, it's been managing his tires. He's as good as Denny Hamlin, in my opinion. What do you think he opened? Uh, that's a good question. 14. Uh, nope. 12. Eight. Nope. Nope. Oh, my God. All right. I'm out. Of, I'm out on this. 30. I'm out. 30. Oh, he opened okay. 30 to one in JGR equipment or JGR, <laughs> JRM, <laughs> JGR. Whoa, if it was in JGR equipment. Oh, oh my God. Pound that. No, yeah. uh, he opened at 30 to one. I don't think that's a bad number at all. If you're telling me you're going to get a long run to the finish, I thought he exceeded expectations at Bristol 
And mm-hmm. I think he's better at Homestead than he is at Bristol. And I, that is, that is worth a play. Could you imagine how crazy that place would go, would, would be if Dale Jr. were to pull off an Xfinity win? So I don't know. Those are my two little nuggets. Uh, I did play Dale Jr. at 30. So um, okay. I don't know that that number is still around, but yeah, look for them to, to hang that number. Okay. So 31. I mean, we almost saw that. Uh, you know, scenario play out where he got the almost got a win. Uh, he was in contention. Uh, and I remember watching that being like, are we about to see the most vintage uh, scenario possible play out? Uh, before I get to Mark and Phil, you know, Worm, I know you're on a couple different shows here tonight. Uh, don't want to hold you up past the, the 55 uh, minute here. Uh, go ahead real quick. Just let everybody know how they can support you uh, and what you got going on. I know you have a big show kind of up here on Sunday with the pre-race poll. Uh, but you know, first and foremost, thanks for joining and bringing so many people listening across all platforms. So how can everybody get connected and support you? Yeah. I mean, just follow me on Twitter at Chris Wormy 15. Uh, definitely check out the pod at bet the board pod and, you know, stay green with Todd. I think that, you know, we're kind of catching our groove on, well, I'm not catching my groove on the best bets. I mean, I seem to fumble that every week. It's like, Hey, I, I usually pick someone to finish top five or top 10. And they're the ones that disappear. Like Denny Hamlin last week completely disappeared. Um, probably why I'm jaded and fading him this week. But um, and then uh, the pre-race poll is just something I do on uh, on YouTube. And I think I figured out how to do it on on X. But I don't know. It's not like they post a link, you know. So you can't say you just have to say like, "Hey, be on X at this time." So right. Uh, I'm going to figure out how to do that, but basically I just do a driver rundown and kind of make my predictions on where I think guys are going to finish, go over some best bets and talk about the playoff implications, which I don't think this week, there's not going to be a lot of strategy. I mean, four tires and fuel, um, it's going to be the strategy. I think crew chiefs have it pretty easy this week. The only, the only kind of strategy I, I could imagine happening would be if there was a lot of cautions early and they start to run out of tires. I think you could see some people start to stay mm. out or at least get concerned and say, Hey, we need some green flag racing, or they'll just say, Hey, we have four sets of tires left. There's 120 laps left in the race. We need 30 lap stints on average yeah. in order to use the tires. So yeah, definitely check out the pre-race poll. Try to answer some questions. Definitely get, um, have a drink, bring a, bring an adult beverage with you mm-hmm. and we'll do the, the lucky collective clink and we'll, we'll take a little poll. I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate it, man, very much. Thanks for joining us, jumping on here. Your marathon has just begun tonight. So uh, (laughs) thanks again for hopping on. Tell Todd we said hi and uh, looking forward to checking out the poll um, this week. Mark, I'm going to let you go next here when we look at uh, this specific market. You can go anywhere you want. So where have you found value across the board? Uh, Where are you taking the people? Brad Keselowski, top 10 finishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He finishes in the top 10, minus 110. I know big perms on it. Uh, This is my best bet. This is my value bet. This is the largest bet that I have so far this week. Let me just rattle off some finishes here. Uh, Seventh, Fontana. Eighth, Dover. Fourth, Darlington. Sixth, Darlington. Ninth, Kansas. Seventh, Texas. Fourth, Las Vegas. His worst speed ranking in all of them, 10th. So I'm all about Brad K. I know we talked about it in a matchup. We talked about him 20 to 1. You, you don't worry about those. Take top 10, minus 110. I know it's at Bet365. I believe it's also at Bet Rivers. There's a, a couple books have it, so you should have access to it. Don't worry about the outright. Don't worry about the matchup. If you only want one play from me 
from anything to do with Brad Keselowski. Take him top 10 at minus 110. That's all I got. All right. So Brad K minus 110, top 10. Phil, close this out, my friend, for the night. Where are we going? I'll be I'll be quick, but I'm going to throw two plays out there because we've just been pumping Brad's tires all goddamn night. And I got one more for you. Uh, before the race even starts, Brad oh, yeah. minus 140 over Chase Elliott, best qualifying matchup. This is an absolute steal at minus 140. Uh, and if it scares you, parlay it with something that you feel confident about on College Football Saturday. because Penn State. Penn State, well, no, I'm not confident. But, um, you know, Chase has been struggling on practice and qualifying day this season. He's got a fourth-place finish – or, excuse me, a fourth-place starting position, sixth place, okay. and 13th. Other than those three, he's got five outside of the top 20. And Brad is 7-1 and one against him. Remember, Chase uh, missed a race, so I'm working off these nine contracts. Chase missed one. Chase's average starting position is 20.3. Brad, meanwhile, is eight for nine, all inside the top 20. And he's mm -hmm. got four for nine inside the top 10. He started ninth, I think, last year. Now, Chase started ahead of him last year. But last season is a completely different deal for Chase. Meanwhile, you can kind of flip that script. Uh, last year, Brad was really struggling to get some momentum with RFK. And this year is a completely different deal. So for all the reasons that uh, he's going to be good on race day, I think he's going to be good on Saturday as well and cash that minus 140 over Chase. Uh, and that's coming from someone who has money on Chase top 10 as well. Chase is going to right. overcome that bad start and cash that. Um, the other one I'll throw out there. I know that Mark, I, I walked into a conversation earlier uh, when I signed into the YouTube here. Mark and uh, Chris have a, a sense that Larson and, and Reddick could just run that high line and just run away with it and start putting everybody laps down. But – I am on the over of a bet that I absolutely love that it's available to me on Caesars. It started at over 20 and a half cars on the lead lap. Um, I got it at that price. Now it's uh, that number. Now it's 21 and a half and it's minus 125. I think that number is going to go up again. And I, I love that this is a bet. I did some research into it. The last two races at Homestead were a bet hit the over. Um, and then this season I had to pull my stats out here this season. Uh, it's just been a, a really good stretch last 15 races, 12 of them, including Talladega and Daytona had the over hit in this one. And the average, um, of these nine comp tracks this season leading cars finishing on the lead lap is 22.6. So I think mm -hmm. the real number here should be 22 and a half. Um, and, you know, we'll see. The only fear that you have is what Mark and, and Chris were kind of discussing, I think, is one of these guys just take it and just go, and there's no cautions. Uh, but last year, there wasn't that many cautions, if I believe, at Homestead, and mm -hmm. uh, that, that number still cashed easily. I think there was 25 on the lead lap last year. So, uh, I, I love that this is a bet. I had to take it after doing a little research. I feel strongly about it. So I like it. Have a little fun with it. Cheer for some uh, back markers to keep their shit together. <laughs> I like it. I, I do. I, I uh, don't make the mistake I did last week. If anybody's going to place any head to head bets on Caesar Sunday morning, I was so happy with some of the markets uh, that I saw. I, I quickly grabbed Brad Keselowski. Or I'm sorry. I quickly grabbed Bubba over Brad K. 
thinking that was a full race. It ended up being a stage bet, not stage one, stage two. They put it right in the middle of all the races. They put like two stage bets, then they put a three race bets, then they put two more state. It was a mess. So I kind of messed up. I uh, showed my true colors there as a rookie. Um, so don't do that. Don't make that mistake. Hopefully they clean that up so it makes it a little easier for us, the gambler. Uh, but make sure you, you check that at bet slip a little extra hard uh, as well. Uh, Mark, I'm going to kick it over to you. you know, close us out here. How can everybody support you? Appreciate so much your time here over the last hour and everybody that's tuned in on X, on YouTube. How can everybody support what you've got going on? I know you have a long night ahead of you as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, Land Coin will be out late, late tonight. Uh, we late. got the guy that you just heard, Big Perm. Uh, he's got three shows tonight. We are the third, yeah. so that should be a good one. We'll have Zach, we'll have Rory, and uh, we'll have Big Perminator on as well. We'll have Through the Gears out with our buddy Rye Cape on Friday nice. afternoon. And uh, just stay tuned to the Discord. Stay tuned to Twitter. We're going to have a bunch of fun stuff. I love Homestead. There's going to be a bunch of stuff getting put out um, back-to-back outrights Sunday morning. I had two plays last week. They both won. I had one play uh, the week before at the Roval, and it was one. So I'm 3-0 on Sunday mornings after the last two weeks. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Homestead. I'm feeling confident, feeling good. Uh, less plays, more money uh, equals more profit. So thanks, Derek. I appreciate it. And uh, go support everybody. Every, all you guys listening, go out there and support all the different podcasts. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there, and Homestead's yeah. one of the one of the the gamblers' dreams, as I like to say. It's true. I get up a little extra for uh, a weekend like this. Phil, how about you? I know, like I said earlier, your podcast dropped this morning, but how can everybody support what you got going on? Yeah, uh, Full Tank with Phil's name of the podcast. You can find me at Full Tank Phil on Instagram and uh, on here. And um, looking forward to a good weekend. I didn't get a chance to tell Chris that I'll be uh, staying at his house this week as the Phillies go to see the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, tickets are available for $10 apparently at shop um, down there. Yeah. I just spent 400 on game one tickets. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a discrepancy. Chris doesn't know. Uh, yeah. He doesn't know it yet. Um, so I'll give you his address. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, everybody have a good weekend. Homestead is a just fun race to watch and yeah. um, we'll go out and we'll see young money, get it done. Right. Um, that's <laughs> and, and keep it going for the championship because I'm another one that has a, a young money uh, title ticket. So I'm feeling uh, good about that one. So have fun this weekend and um, enjoy it because we're going to be pining for it in uh, about a month from now. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I can't believe that, you know, we have two episodes here left of uh, us doing this. And next Wednesday will be Martinsville, then the finale in two weeks uh, at Phoenix. We're going to run it back. We're going to do the live show from Phoenix Raceway again. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun that night, have a lot of guests come on and join us. Uh, so it's going to be a, a star-studded event there. Uh, and can't wait to uh, get out to Phoenix and, and do that event and just have a lot of fun. So I uh, can't thank everybody enough for, for joining. Uh, Johnny on the track, he put out a show yesterday. Make sure you download, subscribe to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show podcast. This show here will be uh, live Wednesday. You can listen to it at any point. And uh, make sure you, like Mark said, support all these guys. There's so many guys, uh, Rob, Matt. Rowdy, Rory, Ozzy. Um, there's so many good people here uh, in the community and, and doing shows and creating content. You know, we only have three weeks left, so let's uh, all go balls to the wall 
uh, go all out here and uh, do what we can as the community. So thanks again for listening. YouTube, thanks for tuning in. Uh, in Between Media, thanks for uh, allowing us to broadcast this uh, live. And uh, we'll catch you back here next week, same time, same place, as we get to preview Martin's. Yeah.